welcome to this week's episode of Stuffed. Hi, um, everybody. I hope everyone survived Black Friday. It wasn't as rough as I expected. Brett uh, actually didn't come into the office. Yeah, I, I went to go play mini golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to spend Black Friday. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, we're back and hope everyone's survived and it's a good new week and we're now gearing up for Christmas apparently. Yeah, that's the thing we have to do now. <laughs> so we we diverting the topic away from just buying things in general. <laughs> to yeah, I think we're a little done <laughs> after Black Friday. Um, to discuss a few products that have recently become more and more pro- popular in South Africa. And they all hail from China. Well, I mean, uh, there are a lot of things that come from China. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the in in the last few years, especially like starting with I think Xiaomi in in SA, um, we've seen you know uh, Chinese smartphone brands making huge inroads, and we just happened to have a bunch of them sitting at the staff offices, so we thought we'd go over um, you know what they are, what they can do, and why they're so bloody cheap. So yeah, in the past two three weeks. Um, a lot of the Chinese brands in South Africa have launched more mid-range, budget to mid-range phones. Mm-hmm. And that, ju- that kind of sparked the topic idea to, to discuss like what different brands are they, how do they handle your personal data, how, um, how well do the software work, because one, one of our big boy names, um, Huawei actually doesn't have any Google services on their phones. Mm. So uh, it's, I think it's something that we need to discuss because a lot of consumers don't necessarily know what they're in for when they buy a Huawei phone or upgrade to a Huawei phone because there's just not a lot of education around why it doesn't have Google mm. and how you're going to get your apps, your favorite apps can't necessarily be downloaded and used on a Huawei device anymore. But it's not just Huawei where you'll see some software differences. You've also got, um, uh, like, I think we've got phones here from Vivo. We've got a Poco. Um, what else have we got hiding here? Uh, and then we've, then we've we got an actual Huawei. We have an actual Huawei's um, new phone. They just, like, last week they launched the Nova 9 in South Africa. It's actually the fourth Nova device that they launched in the past three months in august they launched the nova 8 and we <laughs> were like um guys <laughs> the nova 9 just came out in china <laughs> you're just launching the 8 here now and very yeah shortly after that there was the nova 8i and then the nova y60 i think and now they launched the nova 9 which is and, and there's, there's also a 9i on the way I it's think. not i don't know if it'll come well it'll probably come to south africa <laughs> we don't know at this point but yeah um and an interesting thing that we know like i noticed this week um mm. is huawei's x sub brand called honor h-o-n-o-r oh, yes, um, so Huawei used to own Honor, or they were like partner brands, and well, it was like it was their budget range more or less, or yeah. budget or mid range. And Honor actually broke off from Huawei kind of recently. Yeah, they were sold to a Chinese consortium um, just to get away from the whole Donald Trump thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the Donald Trump thing; it's the 
U.S. Yeah, now it's the U.S. <laughs> thing because uh, Biden's government decided to give them a kick as well. They're like, no, you cannot buy anything. Ever. Yeah, so um, Huawei's Huawei's significantly crippled by the U.S. government. Still, it's mm. not it's not looking better yet. Um, but what that means is that Honor was able to actually have GMS Google Mobile services on their devices and launch by itself as a, as its own standalone brand with the 15 with in South Africa yeah so so it's launched the Honor 50 in South Africa this week and it looks <laughs> exactly like the Nova 9 um i reckon that they still have the same supply chains <laughs> and everything because these phones the, are the identical part, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean i don't know if we're not if we're allowed to say that but out loud but i'm pretty sure that they still they they might share a lot of research and development resources oh definitely um, <laughs> i can't imagine why not um but but they lo- they are different devices i so i'm going to actually do a, a comparison quickly between the Honor 50 and the Nova 9, mm-hmm. um, because they look identical. I'm, I'm sure that the screen and yeah, the screen and the back look exactly the same, um, but the internals are not the same. Well, yes, Honor is allowed to have actual decent components. Yeah, and then the pricing is different as well. So it looks like the Honor has a slightly less RAM, six gigs gigs of RAM. While the Nova 9 has 8. I think the big difference that I saw was in the camera. Yeah, the camera is a big difference. So the the Honor 50 has a 108 megapixel main sensor. While the Nova 9 has a 50 megapixel main sensor. Um, that's sense. a that's a significant difference. No, like the, the 108 megapixel sensor makes a bit of sense. I think that Honor, Honor isn't battling quite so much for components. Yeah. So they, they they can afford to spend a bit more um, on you know the camera sensor, whereas um, Huawei Huawei's got to basically either scrape together what they can or, or 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 pay extra for somebody willing to sell them the parts. So somebody else will have to buy the parts, and then they'll have to buy from a uh, from a middleman as opposed to getting them um, uh, you know directly. Um, so th- I mean that kind of workaround is always going to hit you in the in the price area, um, but uh, just like I mean those are the I suppose the well known Chinese brands, but we've got like we've got stuff in the office from Xiaomi which we've talked about before, um, but we've also got um, uh, we've got Vivo we've got Poco. So Poco is a is like like Honor was for. Uh, Huawei, it's a sub-brand of Xiaomi. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, it actually runs the same software and it is a Xiaomi phone. It's just branded differently. Mm. But uh, what, what makes Poco interesting, I remember when it just came on the scene a few years ago, everyone was freaking out about these cheap phones that have insane specs. Yes. So that's that's the whole um, the, the angle with with Poco devices, is that they are insanely powerful. No one understands why or how, <laughs> um, but they're very cheap. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I've, I've run down the spec sheet for the for the one we've got, the, the X3 Pro, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and and you, you told me a little earlier on, it's 5,000 Rand. Yeah, it's five thousand rand. And I don't, I don't understand how it's five thousand rand. I mean, okay, look, it's it's an IPS LCD. It's um, 
it's a proper. It's a hundred and twenty hertz though. Yeah. No. Uh, it, but like. And it, it's got HDR ten. Yeah. It's a good display, even though it's an LCD. No, uh, no. Look, it's a great display. It's got Gorilla Glass six. Bloody hell. Um, a Snapdragon eight sixteen. Um, and th- this model is the 8 gig RAM, yeah. right? 8 gig RAM, um, 256 storage. Quad camera, uh, it's... I can tell you now, so I haven't actually used it much because I've had like a whole lineup of phones to review recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but the camera is going to be not great. Yeah, but th- I mean, the, these uh, like sub 10,000 Rand uh, phones, it doesn't matter how many cameras they've got and what the yeah. megapixel count is. Uh, if it's under 10 grand, your camera, like if, if it, as long as you're not using the zoom, it'll probably be fine. Yeah, in, in good lighting as well. <laughs> yeah, um, but but uh, like I was playing with the Vivo just before we, we set up today and uh, like it, it's great as long as you don't zoom in on anything. So just walk closer. <laughs> Um, but again, it, like you're you're paying like uh, five to six thousand rand for some of these things, I, but I don't understand how Poco <laughs> has done what they've done because even Xiaomi's devices don't offer this kind of value. No. So this one, even okay, so it has a five thousand hundred sixty mega oh, milliamp hour battery, and it supports thirty three watt fast charge, which is like really decent for the price range yeah no like this this is i mean this this reads like a like a, a flagship phone from, from from a few years ago yeah from yeah. Two, like two or three years ago and it's going for five thousand rand um well i know Xiaomi usually or they used to anyway they used to sacrifice quality somewhere but i can't really see where they've done it on this one i can see it when i look at it well okay <laughs> no, that, that 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 one that kind of makes sense because it is, sorry, it Poco <laughs> and Xiaomi, but it's a little bit fugly. Ugly. Yeah. Um, so that's, I feel like that's uh, some somewhere where a lot of Chinese brands are focusing a lot, a lot of effort is um, the design of the back. Oh, my soul. Have you, have you sat through a press conference <laughs> from Huawei or Xiaomi or <laughs> any of these Chinese brands where they explain how they read? design the back panel of this phone of the new phone no, uh, look oppo oh oppo oppo did that to me um <laughs> recently um like so look one since we're on the subject guys who, who are listening we sit through a lot of chinese powerpoint presentations at events okay and there's one thing all of them have in common is that there's about 20 minutes at the beginning of that broadcast where where they talk about the company but like the company on a global level and even if you're a business reporter none of this is relevant so you kind of just sit and take notes and play with the pencils and things for the first 20 minutes of any of these presentations um just some behind the scenes notes for <laughs> you there so it's always fun to just ignore the first 20 minutes or so um but no you are you are right they're, they're spending a lot of time on design because i mean look um it's a consumer, dev- so they're selling yeah. it to people, and people like pretty things. Yes, so it and makes they sense. Post it on Instagram. Yeah, so, so if you're making, like, especially I feel in the in the mid range, they try to make devices look as appealing as possible, um, because there's so there are so many devices. The competition is like heavy. Yeah, so but it's not just it needs that to stand out and just 
just looking at the two the two of the devices we have mm. the nova 9 and the vivo y33s yeah they're both very pretty devices yeah they are quite attractive but see the thing is that like they're not comp they're not competing with each other in terms of design though um yeah, and they're not competing with the rest of the mid-range. They're, they're competing with the iPhone. They're competing with Samsung's latest S-range phone. They're competing with whatever madly expensive camera-centric phone Huawei is about to release, you know. Um, and, and they throw a lot of money at that kind of design. And those are the phones people want, but it's not the phones people can afford. But yep. that's that's why you end up with something like the, um, the Y33s from, from Vivo, which, like, it, it's it reminds both of pretty. us. It's, it's very attractive. But it reminded both of us straight away of the iPhone. Yeah. Um, the latest one, actually, in that color. Yeah. Um, it's it's almost like the sapphire blue shade, but it's got the same kind of um, edging that like that that wide um, metal um, look, decent um, decent camphor edges, um, and then the teardrop front front screen. Uh, like if if you if you are not paying attention to the the weird rectangular camera bump at the back, um, and you got a just sort of a quick flash at it, um, you know you could you could be thinking iPhone. It certainly feels like it feels premium. It feels <laughs> premium. I um, was surprised when I pick, picked up that phone. Uh, for for six thousand rand, it's it, it's it's not bad at all. I mean, it's got uh, the internals are something completely. Uh, different. We've seen uh, MediaTek's Helio G90 in a couple of uh, recent um, sort of budget to mid smartphones. It's uh, another IPS LCD um, HD screen. Uh, this particular model's got um, 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage um, and a 50 megapixel main sensor that we have tested right now and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it could be better but it, it, it could also be a lot worse um, it's also got my nemesis on it um, that because uh, it, it runs Android 11 out the box but it's got um, fun touch yeah Vivo's what a name Vivo's friggin operating system <laughs> I, and I haven't used this thing so enough so, <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of operating systems that are terrible out there, but Brett can't stand Vivo phones. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and when we get one in, we're just hardware. like, yeah, Brett, you, you review this. Yeah, everyone keeps giving them to me. <laughs> um, and it, look, it's not the hardware. The hardware is great, but, um, you know, just fun touch, man. I, I just I cannot stand that skin. It just, it's, and I'll tell you why. I, I haven't. I haven't played with this one enough, and I've, I haven't connected to the internet yet, and I suspect that's when the trouble starts. <laughs> um, is FunTouch's OS, is the, at least the, f the first iterations, the first three or four phones I used, they were determined to collect every bit of user information they could. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But um, that, but that's that's almost the point that we can we can feed into in talking about Chinese phones in general. Yeah, they are all after your user data. Um, I just set up a Huawei phone and let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. No, but, but <laughs> no, look, the thing about FunTouch was I couldn't go into the phone's gallery at all <laughs> unless I agreed wow. to consent to share location data with it. Okay, that, like that checks out. But no, like I couldn't open the gallery <laughs> without sharing location data. Not just like once all the time. It's like you can use the gallery on the phone as long as we know exactly where you are at all times. And I was just like, <gasps> no. 
I had to deselect so many things when setting <laughs> up this Huawei. I can't even tell you. There were things that I just, I won't be able to access because I didn't sign into a Huawei ID. Mm -hmm. You have to sign into a Huawei ID to do anything on this phone. Yeah, I know. So it's, yeah, um, I feel like, I feel like ease of use is a big thing. And then software is also a big thing that we can discuss around Chinese phones. No, but look, I know why they're doing the data collection thing they're doing. Um, and look, depending on your, your political affiliation or your, um, how big your tinfoil hat is, um, everyone like the the one idea is that it's the Chinese government they want the data on. Like nobody gives a bus. Nobody gives a. I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence. But you're you're a South African. They don't like they own enough of this country as it is. They don't need your cell phone data. No, the Chinese phone companies are looking for user data because they are. Um, ramping up other development, they're trying to match match up with like uh, um, Samsung. Samsung's got all your user data already. Google's got all your user data already. Um, Facebook's got all your user data, and they're building all of these products based on it. And these Chinese companies, uh, particularly the newer smartphone guys, are scrambling to keep up. Um, and uh, I mean that might even be um, part of what's fueling these high-end budget phones is um, there's more value in the data they generate than in um, uh, the loss they might take in selling you cheaper components. Either that or the Chinese companies have found a way to make high-end components for much cheaper than they're selling them to um, so other yeah, people for. This reminds me of a thing that Toby always says, and I don't know how true it is, mm -hmm. um, that Xiaomi doesn't actually make profits off its hardware it makes money off its software like i've i've heard toby say that a few times and i don't under really understand how or look, why <laughs> that um, how that works look and it, it, it does happen um I, I, like i can't speak to Xiaomi or these chinese brands um but in terms of like game consoles for example sony will come up with like research and development and they'll, you know, they, they they came up with the PlayStation Five, and they might sell it at less uh, than it would take to m make back their money just selling the hardware. Okay, so they they might take a loss on the hardware, yeah, because they're relying on you to buy a bunch of first-party games, which don't cost quite as much to. Um, I mean, there's a better profit margin on the games. Yeah. So, so especially um, digital games, and yeah. that's a whole other conversation that we have to have one day. Yes, we do. Um, but oh yes, why, why, why do they cost the same as hard hard copies? I don't uh, understand. Yeah, I know that that's. Uh, um, but I think the answer to that one's kind of a brief one. It's because they can. I know. There might be there might be some kind of like a retail deal in there somewhere. They can't undercut the retail stores too much because otherwise they're going to screw over there. Um, they they hardware. Well, research uh, next time. Next time next we're time. on that. Okay. okay, but back to the phones. Yes. Um, I, but I, also, I like they s like okay, PlayStation sells games on a regular basis. Mm. How regularly does Xiaomi sell software or digital <sighs> assets? What do they sell me? What what am I buying from them? Well, I think in 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 Xiaomi's um, case, for example, like Xiaomi's got a whole bunch of stuff in the works. 
Okay. Well, yeah, they make um, everything. Yeah, they, they they do make everything. They make smart home tech, and I think that's what they're kind of they're they're pushing towards. I think that they are um, maybe losing money on a couple of things, but they're trying to build um, sort of a like a smart home ecosystem. Yeah. That'll, you know, generate further user data that will generate. So that's something that Huawei talks about quite frequently in their press conferences, mm. uh, like. Lo- locally especially and yeah. i think they're trying to um let users know that even though they don't have google on their phones they have this whole smart home ecosystem in the works and everything's going to connect to each other using their own software and it's going to be wonderful and we're all going to have huawei everywhere in our houses one day so that's that's kind of their vision <laughs> right yes um and i feel like I feel like on that note, Xiaomi is doing much better just in terms of product availability yeah, and well and range. And <laughs> no, but there's 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 I a mean Xiaomi ha- for that. <laughs> Xiaomi has an air fryer, a smart air fryer that I want to buy just because it connects to your phone. Yeah. No, but I mean look, Xiaomi's got an advantage there. So they they weren't shafted by the American government. They they can still buy components. But also you can make an air fryer without Google. I know, but they haven't. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, that that that's the other thing is Xiaomi still has access to Google's mobile services and Google's got the the biggest ecosystem around. The, uh, it's so big that we, n- we don't really talk about it. We don't talk about how, the, uh, how Android is everywhere. It's just assumed. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I mean, just like, just think about this w- right now. How many Android devices or Android-capable devices are in your house right now? A lot. A lot. It, like, it's certainly more than five. For you, anyway, because you work at stuff. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but like maybe like no. My my one TV is is not Android. It's but Samsung. But I guarantee it communicates. It but it runs Samsung OS. It does. It's not Android. And then I have a review TV that's, that's Android. That's, uh, the the Tizen is yeah. yeah. And then I have a phone, and my husband has a phone. Yeah. My watch is Huawei. Which communicates with not um, Google. No, but it'll it'll talk to an Android system. It's Android yeah, but compatible. it's not running Android. No, it's not running it Android. Can't. It's running Harmony. Harmony OS. <laughs> Which yeah. is actually quite quite enjoyable. I really enjoy my watch. <laughs> yeah, it's look, it's, it's it one it of my favorites in, in a few it years. It's enjoyable, but I mean, you've also you've got a Google Nest. I do, yes. Um, I'm sure you've got, look, um, uh, like I'm wearing a But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, Android like is quite saturated everywhere. Yes. Mm. Um, so and you only really realize that when you get, a f- get or use a phone that doesn't have Android on it. Yes. I used a phone, a, a sans Google phone for a y- more than a year. Mm. And it was a challenge. Like it's not, it's not user friendly. It's not easy. Like, and I'm a techie person. Yeah. I had to jump through so many hoops to do basic things sometimes. And like, like freaking backing up whatsapps and <laughs> um and restoring chats and just like things that should not be a mission stuff you take for granted yeah yeah, yeah. um but like the, there's this, this sort of this I, I mean we've gone from chinese smartphones basically to to um 
I, I, I don't want to say smart home, but like um, smart cities, which is another thing that um, uh, Huawei is quite, kind of keen on. But um, it's not just Huawei. Like everybody's keen on it. Oh, Samsung's everyone. building the ecosystem. Apple is doing uh, it. Apple's home kits. Um, Amazon is is yeah. like they're, they're building their products. But the whole point is eventually there's like this, there's going to be this massive uh, interoperabil- interoperability. Op- well, that's the, that's interconnectedness. the goal. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal. And each brand wants you to reach that goal with mostly only their products. Yeah. Um, which will make sense, like, like, of course it makes sense to rather pay an Apple Watch with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are developed to talk to each other in in a in a, in a good way like and you won't necessarily get that when you mix brands um especially if you throw a Huawei into the mix because they don't communicate with Android very well or when you throw an an Apple device into your Samsung ecosystem it's not going to work properly yeah but i mean you got to ask yourself at that point then who's that good for yeah it's it's it's, it's not good for the consumer it's not good for you and me and it's only really good for Apple. It's good oh, for yeah. Huawei. Well, capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I know capitalism, but but the the thing is, if something, and again, now now we've wandered off into the bloody metaverse, whatever <laughs> that is. Of course, we have. Um, but the idea is, um, you know, if this thing, is, if this stuff is going to be this pervasive, um, and like I think you know, my thoughts on social media is that it shouldn't belong to companies. Yes. Okay. Um, which is another conversation we need to have. We shouldn't be making notes. <laughs> um, but if you've got that kind of massive system interconnectedness, um, it, it should be platform agnostic. You shouldn't Definitely. have to. Definitely. Um, but, you know, capitalism. So I, I agree I 100%. And that's something that, that um, Duncan actually brought up at the Nova 8 launch with Huawei. Mm. Um we like he actually asked them whether the new watch 3 will connect to any device or only Huawei devices and they and they answered saying they can connect to any device it doesn't really matter mm. even an apple device so i feel like that's that's something that companies like Huawei especially Huawei should focus on mm. and should promote across their marketing saying like, okay, their phones aren't selling well because obviously Google. there's the Google thing. Yeah. But they can sell more wearables. And I think they, they actually did say that they are selling more wearables than they ever did before. Because yeah. their wearables are good. And so they can connect. Black and magic battery life. And they can connect to anything. Yeah. And that's what we need across that whole system. Like, if you're going to have a full smart home system, you should be able to say, like, I'd rather want a Samsung smart aircon because I like Samsung's aircons, but I want an LG smart TV because I prefer the OS and everything connects to the Google Hub because I prefer the Google Assistant, right? And it's got all of my information anyway. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but see, so it's, it, uh, that's what users want. They mm. want to buy the thing that they like more not just the thing that should that they have to buy because it connects to the other thing that they own mm. but i mean uh we've, we've seen a drive towards that in uh, in recent years in gaming weirdly enough um again remember uh, it wasn't that long ago that you could not play a game against 
somebody on another platform. Oh, yeah. That was revolutionary. Yeah. Um, and now it's... Like, it, we it had PC friends, and we couldn't ever play games with them because we were the PlayStation friends. Hmm. And now it's that those those walls have broken down completely. Yeah, not so much in shooters because the PC friends. No, still you have can play shooters. No, no, but the PC friends will wind up kicking ass. No, it still works. Mm. We play we we play on mixed um, on mixed servers. Yeah, I mean, I and we're I fine. No, look, it actually challenges you to quickly get better. <laughs> yes, I know. That's. Uh, the mouse and keyboard is the superior aiming device. Oh, yeah, I'm because saying. you just click on someone and they die. Yes, basically. Yeah. It's much easier than a thumbstick. <laughs> um, uh, and, I mean, for, for years they claimed that was the reason why they didn't want to go cross-platform. But it's like, no, everybody wants to keep their customers in their pool. And yeah. customers want to play in whichever pool they want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think we might have wandered a little far from our starting topic, <laughs> which was uh, uh, Chinese budget smartphones. But uh, uh, like, it, it's an in, it's interesting the way that all of this stuff really does, um, you know, it, it does connect together, um, uh, and it is in its own way, it's providing a lot of value for. for um, uh, I want to say South Africans because it is South Africans, but it's everybody really. Yeah. Um, Whereas, uh, I mean... Well, it's always been that way, right? So I remember when I was small, mm-hmm. we'd go to the, the flea market by Hill Fox, and all of the cheap little thingies that children like to look at and buy are almost all made in China. And it's those are the cheap versions of the nice things you get in the mall yes. that are not necessarily made in China. So that's... The same, the same thing is still happening, but with tech now. Yeah. Um, and look, that we could have a bigger conversation about why that's happening. Um, well, yeah, that, well, yeah, we can. Um, <laughs> uh, that's that's a whole other story, and it's got to do with laws that make people like Apple and Samsung very upset indeed. Um, but it's good to have these options now. Yes, few years ago in South Africa, you deal like with if, the legal ramifications. if you went to MTN for an upgrade, you had a, even recently, like a few months ago, last year, mm. you had the choice of Apple, Samsung, Huawei. Mm. Those are the phones that are listed in the pamphlets. Yeah, and then because so I know because so many uh, family members came to me and asked like, which one of these are the best? And why is it Huawei? And then, yeah, no, but then Huawei lost Google and you're like, okay, don't go for a Huawei. Then you can only choose an iPhone or a Samsung and those are overpriced yeah. generally. So now we have th- these Chinese smartphones flooding into the market and they're all listing with MTN and Vodacom and Telcom and you can get them on contract for really cheap. Mm. Like the Oppo, an Oppo phone launched this morning, the A54S. Mm. Um it's a budget-ish, budget to mid-range phone, and you can get it for like 230 rand a month from Vodacom, and that's nothing in the greater scheme, right? Uh, uh, if you go and look what the new iPhones are on contract right now, it's like, it's insane, like 900 rand a month. There's no way I'll ever pay that for a contract phone. No. That's insane. So it's nice to have more affordable options and ones that have Google on them. That's basically the point. Yeah, 
No, I mean, there's the stuff is it's it's coming, and then there's techno. Techno is the like the most recent. Yeah, techno just launched, but that's not Chinese, is it? It is. It is. Oh. Um, the reason the reason you um, uh, you're misthinking it is because it like uh, the techno originally. Like the biggest presence in Africa, as far as I remember, is Nigeria. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and they're very popular up there. Um, and now they're 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 just, they're just kind of sort of uh, they're launching here, and they're, they're at a similar price point. I've got one in my bag at the moment. Again, attractive design, decent um, decent specs. Um, But it does skimp a little bit because they don't they don't they don't quite have the sort of um, money that Vivo and Xiaomi and um, well we have uh, or Oppo yeah um, because they're they're all, th- all those three brands though um, Oppo um, Xiaomi and Vivo are sort of rushing in to fill the gap that um, uh, Huawei's left in yeah. the smart f- smartphone market they're managing very well I think mm. it's a it's a good strategy but I have I also I have a feeling that um, Honor's resurgence is going to disrupt things in in the next couple of months oh yeah um but yeah uh, anyway <laughs> um, so yeah. i feel like <laughs> i feel like we already did the gadget reviews um throughout our conversation um so we have a lo- obviously have a lot of smartphones to play with at the moment yeah so keep an eye on the website because yeah. we'll be having reviews up uh, very soon yeah um and which one which brand do you prefer out of these <coughs> four or five that we discussed today? Um, oh, f- that's actually a tough one. Um, I've always been partial to Xiaomi um, because, I don't know, it was kind of an affordability thing. And I tend to like the first thing that I see for the most part. I don't think it's going to be Vivo as much as I like <laughs> the hardware. Um, <coughs> if it's if it's on a pure hardware level, I'd actually have to go with the Poco. Yeah. But I'd just don't want to let anybody see that I've got one it's in my so pocket. It's so ugly. It is so ugly. Sorry, Poco. I don't know how they decided on this color. Uh, no, I, th- I, th- I think they just th- they were just like, look, man, nobody's going to care what it looks like. We've look yeah. at the stuff we've thrown in it. Look what the screen looks like. You know like. what? Like, I feel like maybe these were old back panels from a phone that never launched a few years ago, and they were just like, yeah, we can use that. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, like we'll save money on designers. Let's for just that. slap the the logo on there and, and it's a poker phone yeah sure i mean like, like in in terms of purely in terms of hardware though the poker is the oh yeah the winner. Definitely, definitely and the like price so for value as well dude but it's uh, like the best looking one here i think might actually be the, the, vivo. the vivo i love the vivo's uh, design yeah uh, my little iphone knockoff just in terms of the brands mm-hmm. i so i was for the longest time such a big huawei fan like I really loved how they made tech, like really good tech available to more people mm-hmm. in South Africa and obviously all over. Um, and once the Google stuff started, there was, yeah, there was a, lo- a, lot, of, a lot of things that happened. Um, and I feel like right now they're overpriced for what you get. Yeah. Especially locally. So I don't, f- I don't, care for Huawei as much anymore mm. um, but I do I do like Xiaomi I really like the Poco phone and I'm excited to see what else they bring in yeah um, look I know and I know Oppo's got some serious plans um, oh, for yeah. South Africa as well so the Oppo the Oppo flagships are nice yeah but they're not here yet yeah 
I want to play with one though so much. Yeah, same. When mm. I when they just launched, they showed me a few of the the mid range and flagship phones, mm. and I was just like, when uh, when can we see them? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Oppo does as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a question for another time. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's us for today. Um, Go ahead and follow us on our social medias. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at StuffSA. Also, we have a website where we do some tech coverage and reviews, stuff.co.za. And go ahead and check out our YouTube channel, Stuff Studios. We're doing some things on there. Yes. Thanks for tuning in and have a good week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.